In the journey of life, we often find ourselves striving to control every aspect, seeking fulfillment and achievements and recognition for ourselves, but there's a profound wisdom in stepping back and letting God take the lead. Just as John the Baptist declared, he must become greater, I must become less, we can experience a truly fulfilled life by embracing humility, surrender, trust, and service. Let's get into it. Welcome to The Thought Vault, where we learn to unlock our minds to live with more purpose and bold intention. I'm your host, Emily Vermillion. Take a deep breath and let's get started. So happy to be back with you guys this week, and today we are diving into the verse, John 3.30. So a little backstory to this verse is that I am studying it right now. I am in this season of really wanting to memorize scripture. I've always kind of been jealous, I guess, of people who can just recite scripture. They can recall it when you're talking to them. They are able to speak scripture consistently in just conversation and during prayers. And I haven't been a person that has really taken the time to fully memorize scriptures. There's some that I can easily recall and verbatim say, but that's not something I've put priority on in my life. And so I'm really working on this because I just honestly want to have scripture kind of like written on my heart, written in my mind, so that even just in normal conversation, I can recite it when God prompts me to. So I've just really wanted this skill. And I have been studying this verse, and it has been weighing on my heart so heavily this last week, because each month I am trying to memorize scripture. And I was late this month on having a new scripture just because we went on vacation the first half of the of the month. So I am playing catch up. And this first week, I've been working on this one. And it has been so applicable to just such a mindset shift that God has been putting me under and has been working with me through. And I just needed to share some of the stuff that's been coming up because honestly, I'm not alone in this and I can see it being applied in very various ways and just also seeing the application of this first in our culture today and what's happening around us. And so it's applicable. It's applicable to my life and I hope it's applicable to yours. So um, John 3.30, the verse is, he must become greater, I must become less. It's a profound verse in the New Testament of the Bible and it's in the context of John the Baptist's ministry and relationship with Jesus Christ. So basically, John says this in response to his disciples. Up until this point in the Bible and history, John the Baptist has become someone who has garnered a lot of followers because he is speaking prophetically uh, about Jesus's coming. And his response, you know, they ask him, the disciples ask him, Jesus has come and Jesus leaves after being baptized by John and followers go to follow Jesus, right? They pick up their stuff, their belongings, and they follow Jesus. And his disciples ask him about this. And this was his response. He must become greater. I must become less. And they are worried about what's to happen. But John's response is just perfectly captured. He reveals his humility and understanding of his place in God's plan, the understanding of his role, and now where it must go, where the focus must be. It's about making himself smaller and putting God ahead and putting God's 
bigger picture on the forefront because that is ultimately the purpose of John even being there. And that is the purpose of Jesus coming. And the whole uh, essence of John's message is being fulfilled by Jesus's presence. I love this because so much of our lives, we have been conditioned to put ourselves first, to strive, to work hard at our accomplishments. And is this like total backwards way of thinking, like working so hard to get to a place and then stepping aside, stepping back and letting God flourish and letting God be the example and the light in your life and to those around you. And I just love the picture of all of it. So um, in the first part of the phrase, he must become greater. He is referring to Jesus Christ. John acknowledges that Jesus, the son of God, is, is the focal point of God's redemptive plan. That doesn't include John. John recognizes the superiority of Jesus and understands that his ministry is paramount, not John's anymore. Like John's ministry was for a purpose and to set the stage for Jesus coming into the picture, to coming on to, into the light. And now the story is about him. The second part of the verse, I must become less, is just the picture of John's humility as he's shining through in this statement of what truly matters. He's the forerunner of Jesus, and John's purpose was to prepare the way for his ministry, for Jesus's ministry, and then step back into a supporting role. He knows that his role is temporary, and he is willing to diminish his own prominence for the sake of God's plan. And that speaks to today's culture because so many of us have a hard time of letting go of our own personal ambition, our own personal uh, achievements and self-righteousness that it's hard for us to step back and say, this is about God. I know I've struggled with this in my life, um, letting go of my own ambition to allow God's plan for my life to unfold. And this verse as a whole is just the essence of it is how to make God greater and make ourself less in order to fulfill God's purpose and ultimately fulfill our purpose in life while we are here. This verse is like one line just offers so much insight into living a fulfilled life in Christ by emphasizing kind of two essential steps. Number one, acknowledging God's supremacy, which is the first part of the verse. He must become greater. Acknowledge God's supremacy. To make God greater in our lives, we have to acknowledge his supremacy and centrality in everything. It involves recognizing Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and aligning our lives to, to his teachings and the way that we achieve this is by regularly you know, studying scripture and meditating God's word to understand his will and his desire for our life, engaging in prayer and seeking that deeper relationship with God by inviting his presence to transform us from within, and then ultimately surrendering control and submit our plans to him, trusting that God's wisdom and guidance is the most perfect lead for all aspects of our life. And then the second step is to embrace humility and selflessness. The second part of that verse, I must become less. If we become less, Christ can be more become more in our life. If we work on making ourselves less and being more like Christ, that is going to have an outflow that is putting God first, which makes what we're doing in this world so much more impactful and profound. John's example teaches us that there's this importance of humility and selflessness in our walk with God that we become less and prioritize others above ourselves. The way we do this is recognizing that our talents, achievements, and blessings come from God first, and we should use them for God's glory rather than seeking personal recognition. 
We serve others with genuine love and compassion. This is following Jesus' Jesus's example of putting others' needs before his own. And we cultivate the spirit of contentment by avoiding excessive focus on material possessions and status and worldly success, which leads us down the road of self-centeredness. John 3.30 teaches us that true fulfillment in life comes when we elevate God to his rightful place of supremacy and embrace humility and selflessness. By making God greater and ourselves less, we align our lives with his divine purpose, experience deeper fulfillment, and contribute to God's redemptive work in the world. And that is why we are here. So specifically applying this insight from John 3.30 to transform our mindset, it really looks like number Number one, shifting from self-centeredness to God-centeredness. When we step back and embrace humility, we shift our focus from ourselves to towards God. It, we acknowledge our limitations and seek his will. We discover this deeper sense of purpose and identity that's rooted in God's love and plan for our lives. And by transforming our mindset through this, we also see that we release control and anxiety. Surrendering our plans to God really liberates us from the weight of control and anxiety. We trust that God's wisdom surpasses our understanding and that his plan unfolds in his timing. Another way that it renews our mindset is gaining confidence in God's guidance. With humility and surrender, we gain confidence in God's guidance. We trust that his direction is leading us down a path of towards peace and knowing that he is faithful and that he will lead us on this right path because we have elevated his needs and will above our own. We also transform our mind by finding more gratitude and contentment because we're able to shift our mindset from chasing after our fleshly desires to appreciating God's blessings in our life. Contentment replaces this never-ending pursuit of worldly possessions, which fosters a heart of satisfaction because we understand the meaning of God's provision and ultimately what is valuable. And then it also transform our, it transforms our mind by helping us have a more empathetic worldview. We embrace a servant's heart. We serve others and cultivate compassion and empathy towards our community and towards those around us. Our mindset becomes very in tuned to the needs of others, which leads us to make that positive impact in others' lives and ultimately giving us a servant's heart, which is the same heart as God. We also are able to transform our mind through resiliency and hope. We, we trust that God's plan is equipping us with having this perspective that true strength is found in God and we can endure the challenges that come our way, knowing that God uses difficulties for our growth and for his glory. Nothing is happening in vain. And we also are able to transform our mindset by focusing on this verse, John 3.30, by helping us renew our thought patterns, by regularly immersing ourselves in God's word and praying, it leads us to have this transformative thought pattern. Negative and harmful thoughts are replaced with God's truths and his promises. It goes back to what I mentioned earlier about wanting to memorize scripture. It's like, if that's at the forefront of my mind, if I can easily recall God's truth, my mindset is different when I'm faced with a challenge from work, from my kids, from personal relationships. I can recall the truth of God in those moments of feeling confused, angered, frustrated, um, defeated. 
our mindset becomes a lot more aligned with God's perspective and fostering positive attitudes and positive behaviors that just bring about joy instead of allowing our fleeting emotions to grab hold on our thoughts, which ultimately change our actions. So as we reflect on the wisdom of John's words, we're able to really engage toward a transformative mindset because we are embracing humility, we're surrendering our plans, we're trusting in God's guidance above all else. By practicing gratitude, having this resiliency and hope in our life and in our heart and in our mindset, we're able to serve others with a compassionate heart. And through this renewed mindset, we're able to have profound fulfillment that just transcends the fleeting pursuits of the world. And this verse also is a reminder to a great foundation in living a simplified life with a sole purpose. So focusing on the placement of God becoming more in our lives and ourselves becoming less leads us to focus on God's greater purpose in our life, which helps us to simplify our priorities and our actions. It gives us a different type of an approach to our daily life by helping us clarify our purpose. This verse reminds us that our ultimate purpose in life is to make God greater, to exalt him above all else. And this realization helps simplify our daily goal and our daily, like even overarching goal for our life. It's like, ultimately, this is what matters. This is what matters. Am I am I amplifying God today? And as we understand that our lives are meant to revolve around God's will and plan, it helps us have clarity and direction in our decisions. It helps us have this guiding alignment in the choices that we're making to align with God's purpose. Just even in the nuance of like how to start your day, it's like the best way to start your day is in prayer and petition to the Lord to have a good one, right? And it helps us in a response to our children, having this purpose of how can I respond in a God-glorifying way? So if we are really working at becoming less and allowing God to come into ourselves and be more, which is transforming our mind, transforming our heart to be more like Christ, our whole involvement in our daily life shifts to be a lot more content and a lot more purposeful. It also helps us to let go of distractions. When we make God greater in our lives, we become less focused on worldly distractions and these self-centered ambitions I was talking about earlier. It helps us have this simplified lifestyle by letting go of this excess baggage that's weighing us down, all these extra things that we feel like we have to do or are expected of us. I feel like this is something that parents struggle with a lot because we are looking at other people's lives and what they're doing with their kids and all the activities they have them involved in and what they're doing as a family, the trips that they're taking. And we think that that is the expectation. And when we are focused on worldly things, we get so distracted. We are chasing after things that are frivolous. We are chasing after things that take time away from truly impacting our children's lives in a way that is going to help foster the right things for the rest of their life. Like I'm not saying that certain trips and making memories with your kids aren't valuable valuable, or putting them in all the sports isn't valuable, but do they have to do them all? Is it a distraction? Is it taking away from having the time and the quality quality time that is needed to really instill in your kids a legacy, a legacy of loving God and what that means and how that exemplifies in our life. If our kids just seeing us run us running around with our head like chickens with our heads cut off, that's how they're going to go about their life. If they see us being workaholics, well, they're either going to one resent work and have a lifetime of struggle not wanting to work because they have so much resentment towards 
your attention being off of them, that that's the route they go, or they follow in line with what you've taught them and they become workaholics. They can't focus on anything else other than working, 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 because that's what you exemplified as being the most important by spending all of your time doing it. So it's really having this mindset of putting God, making God more, making yourself less, you can see how it pervades every aspect of your life and how it can simplify your life. Because ultimately, what God deems important is what we should deem important. And not that he doesn't value team sports or, or, you know, good competition or spending quality time going on vacations or like whatever it might be. There's an element of it that has turned worldly in the context that we're looking at it through. So we just need to be mindful of that and be aware of reducing the material possessions, reducing the time-consuming activities that are keeping us distracted from what really is valuable and what really is important and avoiding those pursuits that really don't align with God's purpose for us. The other way that it truly does help us have a a foundation for a simplified life is by prioritizing God-centered activities. So making it a priority to go to church every Sunday, making it a priority to be involved in your church community, investing time time in prayer, investing time in studying the word of God, serving others, and just participating in general in in God's kingdom work. So when we are focused on God, elevating God, we are doing more God-like activities, which ultimately serve such a bigger purpose and gives us a lot of contentment and joy in that we aren't pursuing ourselves. We're pursuing God. The other way that this is a huge foundation to living a more simplified, purposeful life is by finding the contentment in God alone. Embracing this mindset of becoming less can lead to our simpler life characterized by contentment. When we find our satisfaction in God rather than in material possessions or worldly achievements. We're content with what we have. We're less driven by consumerism and all these societal pressures I was talking about having this issue with competition and comparison. And it helps us to eliminate that unhealthy competition. It helps us to understand that there's stuff that each of us have to offer. Everyone's journey is different through life. So instead of striving to be better than somebody else, we just focus on fulfilling our unique purpose as part of God's big creation, big design, big plan. This eliminates that unnecessary complexity and stress from our lives of, you know, quote unquote, having to live like the Joneses or living the American dream. It's just more about living for God. And what a simplified approach to life that is, but it also is like so magnificent in that it it's such a more impactful way to live your life. It, your money, your possessions, all the activities you're doing, all of that is pales in comparison to the life that God offers, the spacious life of living with him, because there's an insurmountable freedom in knowing that God is ultimately in control and you are here to serve God, which is a humongous legacy versus what car you're driving, for example, or what work title that you have. Um, It also helps us just embrace the meaning of life in a much more significant way. When our lives are centered around making God greater, we experience this deep sense of meaning and significance. Our existence isn't defined by the fleeting pursuits of this world, but by our eternal connection with our creator, this everlasting love. This profound purpose simplifies our desires and motivations, which leads us to this life of lasting impact. And ultimately, if you're a parent, that 
that impact ripples into your kids' lives, your grandkids' lives, your great-grandkids' lives. The legacy that you can build now can impact generations of people and have this great kingdom mindset that pervades anything you could try to accomplish self-servingly and you're in the small amount of time that you're here. So when we are focused on this, it helps us have this understanding of what truly is important and how much of an emphasis I can put on this for a time like now. It just baffles me because today all we see are these extremist examples of life and all the strife and just disillusion that people are living under of what truly is valuable or what matters, what rights that we have. And it just really can come back to this simple thing, like make God greater so we can become less. And if we have that mindset and we apply it to all these things that we're experiencing and witnessing and walking through today, we can much more easily respond in a way that is life-giving, in a way that brings impact to our life and purpose to our life, which is invaluable. And there is so much to be said in a time like now to pursue God fervently. There's nothing more you could, there's nothing, there's nothing better you could do with your time than pursue God more. There's nothing. And as a mother, I see this so much more clearly in this season because of knowing that my children are only getting older. They're only going to be influenced more by this world. And the only barrier to them pursuing and turning to the world for answers is me with God, right? So like it's God ultimately working through me. But if I'm not aware of that and I'm pursuing myself more, then God has such an even smaller influence on my children. And to me, the greatest thing I could ever leave this world are my children. The greatest impact I could ever leave on this world is my children. They are going to, by prayer and just petition to the Lord, they're going to outlive me and their impact is going to go and their children and their children's children, like it just goes on and on. So the greatest work I could ever do is to pour into my kids. And if you don't have kids yet, is to pour into your, your your world, your community, the bubble, the people that you influence and you're involved with daily, the people that you love. Like the greatest impact you make in this world is how you treat other people. It's not about the material things. It's not about the things that distract us. There's so much the enemy puts in our way and in our life that are simply there to distract us, simply there to keep us from doing the work of God. And the only way you're going to be able to battle that effectively is to have more of God within you, to have more God in your life and less of yourself. And it's so sobering to look at your life and look at what you spend your money on, look at the time that you spend and make a record of it and see where it goes. It's sobering to see like, oh my gosh, I spend so much of my resources, time and money are the, you know, some two of the biggest things that people can give uh, their time and their money. Where is that going? And it helps us realize what has priority in our life. And so I just implore you to take this verse, John 3.30, he must become greater, I must become less, and apply it to your daily life, apply it to your life, apply it to your mindset and see how transformative it can be. I see God working mightily in my life right now, specifically in my heart. There may not be a lot of outward fruit yet, but he's doing a mighty work in me and it's motivating, it's exhilarating, it makes me excited to get up every day and pursue his word to pursue 
his truth because there's so much damage and lies and just divisiveness going on in our world that people are so lost and even Christians are so lost because we're stuck in this material world, this world that we're living in. And the best thing we can do is pursue the eternal. And that is God. That is our creator. And so I just want to encourage you guys to get into the word, to take this verse and apply it to your life and see how it transforms your outward the fruit of your life, the outward, the outward, like what exemplifies your time, see how it changes your time, where it's spent, see how it simplifies your life just by living by this truth that God needs to become more and we need to become less. And if we live by that, what fruit the world could reap, what fruit our children can reap, what fruit our friends and our loved ones can reap by us having that mindset. Let us step back from the self-centeredness and step forward into a life that's led by God, embracing his direction, for he is that source of true fulfillment and purpose. And that's the takeaway. As we make God greater in our lives and ourselves less, we discover the abundant life God has prepared for us. So I want you to embark on this journey with courage knowing that God's love and guidance is going to lead you to a life of joy and peace and everlasting fulfillment. If you're not already, be sure to get into our private Facebook group where we get to know each other a little bit more. You can see the link to that in the show notes. It's called The Bold Insiders. Also, make sure that if you haven't already, you can grab my little e-course. It's self-paced. It's called Calibrate Your Compass. It's a course that helps you establish habits and gives you roadmaps and like to-do lists to help get your daily life on track so that you have more margin in your day to pursue God, to pursue these things that God wants you to pursue. He's all made us uniquely for a purpose, and you have so much to offer this world. So if you find yourself in survival mode, just getting through each day, living for the weekend, not having much time to do anything else, but turn around and do the same thing each day. This course is for you. It's going to help you get a better, healthier, more nurturing rhythm to your daily life so that you have time for the stuff that matters. It's called Calibrate Your Compass. You can find the link in that to the show notes as well. And I hope that you guys will leave a review. Please leave a review and please share the show. This is a self-sponsored show for right now. Hopefully that would change. But uh, you guys sharing it and leaving reviews is such a blessing to getting the word of this show out. And I so, so appreciate it. So until next time, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Romans 12 two. go live with bold intention, everyone. Bye for now.